0: The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its Board of Directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Taramina, blogger of Around the OAA, the host of Between Taraminas and the Last Three Brain Cells on Oriental Media Television. I'd like to welcome those hearing us on the local voice on SoundCloud and also those watching on oriented with the television as well. Um, it's been a heck of a week. I mean, girls basketball, we've, we've crowned a state champion. Um, if you want to take a look at the um, scores and updates around the sports ticker, um, but it's been a crazy, crazy week. I mean, boys basketball we've had, um, we've had, um, I mean like we have one team still left in the boys basketball. Um, Dockett and Ferndale, um, we'll talk about their, their path in Division Two. um, also we're going to recap the regionals from boys basketball, also the state quarterfinal re- recap for the girls side, um, and also West Bloomfield's path, and also we're going to talk about what's going on at Stony Creek, obviously, um, a lot of changes going, coming up with the Cougar program, um, so we got a lot to break down, um, This week on this week's episode of the podcast, you know, I can't believe that we're one week until spring break. And, you know, when you talk spring break, you talk the beginning of spring sports. We're going to preview spring sports starting next week. Uh, when you look at sports like soccer, track and field, baseball, softball, and lacrosse. So we're going to preview all that next week. Also, we're going to recap the, um, Burndale's path as well going forward. So let's look at the week that was. I mean, obviously, girls' basketball season wrapped up. Um, obviously, we have a um, state champion in the league in West Bloomfield. Um, I mean, knocking off, a, um, knocking off Heartland um, pretty convincingly, even though the score says fifty-one forty-two. But that game really wasn't close. Um, but when you look at also the path of West Bloomfield. I do want to talk Troy um, I mean a little bit. Of course, Troy was a team that went to the state quarterfinals. Um, West Bloomfield and Troy ran into each other in the quarterfinals um, at Detroit Mercy. West Bloomfield really was um, dominant in their game against Troy. Um, you got to look at Troy, obviously, the career that um, the big three had. Obviously, Kendall Zider, um, Alyssa Mantuza, Charlotte Taboka. Elena Zestis and um, Mia Val Otis, um, you know, have had over at Troy, obviously. I'll tell you what, I really think Julius Porter really did a nice job with that team. I mean, you know, especially with, with the path they've had to go through, um, getting by Troy Athens, their arch rival, um, the team that beat them early in the season. Um, then knocking off Warren Cousineau, um in the, district, in the um, district final behind a three-point ball by Alyssa Mantuza. Um, then knocking off St. Clair Shores, Lakeview. I mean, Lakeview has been a team that's been really good um, and that, I mean, they've been really good. I mean, defense person oriented team and then knocking out Macomb Lutheran North um, Lance Cruz North Macomb Lance Cruz North. That was a huge statement there for um, Troy um, earning their first ever um, regional title before falling to West Bloomfield um, really wasn't Close. I mean, like, um, it was close for about one quarter, but West Bloomfield pulled away and basically showed why, um, showed their championship will. Um, and then you look at, obviously, let's go to West Bloomfield's path. Obviously, um, for the past week, we mentioned knocking out Troy, the dominance of both the Davis sisters, the Hendricks sisters. Um, also, Myona Hooper. I mean, Myona Hooper was a, um, you know, going to Detroit Mercy next year. She had a really nice game um in the quarterfinals um I think when you look at West Bluefield um in that game I mean they really showed they showed what they were against they showed what they were um they were dominant I mean like and you know they got into they come back to Breslin so when you look at West Bluefield's story I mean we'll talk about that in a minute here um Obviously, for them, they got to the district uh, state semifinals. They took on Rockford. Um, Rockford, we know what they did. They knocked off Hudsonville in the regional final. That was a heck of an accomplishment for them. Um, But they might have found a blueprint to beat West Bloomfield. I mean, we'll go over that in a couple minutes. Um, But in that game with West Bloomfield and Rockford, it was was crazy. It was a really, really interesting atmosphere because half of the Breslin Center was decked in orange, so I was thinking when I looked at it on Twitter, I'm going like, "Oh boy, if you're West Bloomfield, this is going to be really, really, really difficult." Because you really look at West Bloomfield, and you know, and you look at half of that, half of that, half of the Breslin Center covered in orange, and that tells you a whole community came out. And I know Rockford and Lansing are not far from each other. Obviously, you just got to take M44 to I-96 um, to get to East Lansing. Um, so it really wasn't a far trip for Rockford to make the trip to East Lansing. It really wasn't, um, considering where they're located. Of course, Rockford, if you want to know, they are on the um, east side of Kent County, um, northeast of Grand Rapids. Um So, if you wonder where Rockford is at, um, I know we had many viewers wondering, like, where is Rockford at? I mean, like, that's where they're at. Um, but it was a really good game. I mean, you know, it was really tight throughout. I mean, Rockford used to three-ball early and often against West Bloomfield, basically. And they shot an efficient shooting percentage. They shot a, um, it was a really high shooting percentage, um... But West Bloomfield found a way in that game. I mean, Sydney, I mean, India Davis led West Bloomfield with 24 points. Um, Summer Davis had 16, Sydney Hendricks had 10, and Myron Hooper had 14. Um, that's balance right there. On the flip side for Rockford, Grace Lyons led them with 21. And, she had five three-pointers in both Winnipeg Chesters. Um, the Winnipeg Chesters were really instrumental in their game against Hudsonville. Um, both, of, both Alyssa and Anna had 11 points each. So when you really look at that game, I mean, you, when you make 13 three-pointers, that says a lot. That really says a lot right there. When you look at that game, I mean, when you make 13 three-pointers, that normally wins you games. That's 39 points right there. I mean... And then when you look at, on the flip side, West Bloomfield, they found a way to win that game. I mean, I got to give West Bloomfield, I got to give Coach Jerry McAllister a lot of credit in that game. Basically, for not backing down, for finding a way to win, for overcoming that hostile environment. I mean, that is not an easy thing to do. If you go into... The Breslin Center, and you're seeing on the other side, you I mean your team in all white uniforms going against that Rockford student section decked in or and Rockford parent section decked in all orange. And then of course Rockford wore orange as well in that game. That says a lot right there for you. That basically says um that you know what you have to do. And then you go to the state final and there's state final, There's Heartland awaiting you. Heartland, of course, I've been saying constantly on this podcast. I've been saying constantly, you know, that Heartland, to me, was... I don't know how this team made it this far. Considering they had to escape Clarkston in the regional final. I know Heartland's a very good team. They got some very good players. But when you and then, of course, in the game against Midland Dow, I mean, they were dead in the water. Amanda Roach fouled out in that game that yet Gracie Metz and Livia Linden bailed them out and saved them in that game in the m state quarterfinals, and then against Wayne Memorial, Hartland was clearly the better team in that game, but for Hartland, you know what I mean, for Coach I'm, I think it's Don Palmer, um. You know, and then you look at obviously against West Bloomfield, you know, I know West Bloomfield had a lot of motivation coming in that game against Heartland. Heartland beat him last two in 2019 and 2020. I remember that game at Wall Lake Western really well. Um, that was a game that Heartland used their size to beat West Bloomfield. They used their height advantage. I mean, and I and I and I knew what happened there? I knew I knew why Sydney um, Hendricks, I know she, why she was crying. You know what I mean? You know, in that game. Those kids remember that game. They remember it. So, going in that game, West Bloomfield had a lot of motivation to that one. They had a lot of motivation. And it kind of felt like in that game, West Bloomfield was clearly the better team. Because... They used their athleticism. They used their speed. Hartland um, just couldn't figure it out. They couldn't figure it out. So when you really look at it here, West Bloomfield, they deserve to be Division I state champs. They deserve it. I mean, here's a program that started off 0 one losing to Dexter early in the year. Then they win 25 straight games um, n- basically not losing the red in two years. That says a lot right there. And then having a post-season run where you knock off two Catholic League powers in Birmingham Marion and Farm Tales Mercy. Um, and then you knock off Growth Point North, who won the Mac red this year. And then you knock off, um, knock off Troy. Then you knock off, um, then you knock off Rockford and then you knock off, um, Heartland. That says a lot right there you know, for the job that Coach Jerry McAllister's done over there. um, I mean, do I think personally, you know, I think West Bloomfield did deserve to be there. I think they deserve to be there. Considering last season, they did not make the state tournament because of COVID-19 protocols. So when you look at it here, you got to look at the makeup of this team. Obviously, you have both Davis sisters. We know about their their AAU career there. We know both Hendricks' sisters. We're also standout out players at AAU as well. Then you have Myona Hooper. Myona Hooper really was a really talented player. So you really look at West Bloomfield's starting five. I mean, they're very good. They are very, very good. Quick, athletic, um, plays solid defensively, um, a lot of good when you look at West Bloomfield. Then Destiny Washington emerged as a, as a sixth girl. Um, so when you really look at West Bloomfield, the only concern I have with them heading into next year is their depth. I mean, you got a very good starting five. But depth's a big-time question mark for Coach Jim um, Darren McAllister. And for Coach Darren McAllister, obviously, um, you know, coming in there in his first year, um... <coughs> Taking him with the program. Um, he's done a wonderful job. He's done a wonderful job. So now, in his second season, obviously, not only do you have... I do got some questions with Wes Bloom being in into next year. We'll go over that in a minute. But when you look at the job that he's done from the Dexter game on the rest of the season, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, anytime you knock off Detroit Edison, that's a statement when you do that. Especially in the last three years, they've had the Miss Miss Michigan basketball winner. I think this year's winner was Ruby Whitehorn going to Clemson next year. I mean, and West Bloomfield found a way and beat Detroit Edison. That's really what West Bloomfield does, you know? find a way to win games. I mean, this was their first state final since 1989. First ever district t- first ever state title. That says a lot there. That says a lot. But then when you look at West Bloomfield Athletics, obviously, you had the state title in football, now you had a state title in girls basketball. And West Bloomfield is really legit in football. They're going to be very good again this year. Um, and then you look at for Coach Travis Grice. I mean, they're going to be really good this year. And then you look at girls basketball. They return a lot. I mean, the I mean, like, obviously, so there's a lot of good going on with West Bluefield Athletics right now. If you're Athletic Director Eric Pierce, you're in a really good spot right now. You really are. So when I look at recapping the season, for the OAA, and it was a great season for the OAA. I mean, especially in the postseason, where um, where you had a lot of a lot of things that went well. I mean, obviously you've had a Division One state champion. You have a Division One state quarterfinalist. You had a program, say quarterfinals. You had a that upset two proven Macomb County powers. You had a, you had a um, couple. You had a lot. You had a couple programs that went and won district titles. You had, you had um, you know, you had an upset in. You had a state. You had a district final um, statement by one of the schools in the OA. I mean, like just a lot of things accomplished in the postseason this year. I mean, you look at obviously. West Bloomfield's path, the state title, um, the division one state title. Um, obviously that is the big statement there. We talked Troy already. Um, other statements this year, when you look at the postseason, season, um, you gotta look at, you gotta look at Berkeley's statement against Detroit Renaissance in the um, district finals. That is a statement. I mean, it doesn't matter how young Detroit Renaissance was. It's still Detroit Renaissance. They're well coached under Coach Shane Wow. And for Berkeley to go in there, into Detroit, and beat them by 20, that says a lot. It really does. So when you look at West Bloom, when you look at Berkeley, you know, getting their first ever state title, going into, going into, the hot, into, the, into a really tough environment like Detroit Renaissance, you know, and winning that district title, that's insane. I mean, nobody in their right frame of mind would have thought that, that they would go into Detroit and win that, win that Division I title. Nobody. Um, and then you look at on the other, and then you look at, and then you look at Clarkson. Clarkson winning their district. Um, you know, when you look at Clarkson, I mean, like, um, obviously their district wasn't the greatest district, wasn't strong, but they found, but they won their district pretty convincingly. Um, Lake Orion. I mean, Lake Orion's a team that you know nobody thought would win their district, especially with the way they played in the late last week of the season. Um, especially with um, when you look at what the Dragons have went through all season long, through tragedy and perseverance. I mean, this this team really found a way and won and earned. And they knocked out two teams that beat them early in the year in Rochester and Stony Creek. I mean, when you look at when you look at what Coach Bob Bridges has done with that program, it says a lot right there. It says a lot. You know, they've been through a lot. So when you look at, I mean, and then you look at obviously, of course, both those teams met in the regional final, regional semifinal, where Manny Sorenski had forty-two. Um, you know, I mean, like it's, there's, there's no words to describe. it. There's no words, but I'll tell you what, it was a very tight game for three quarters. Um, and then Clarkson playing Heartland in the regional final. Um, this is where I really felt Clarkson should have won that game. And I really thought, you know, that. Heartland was lucky to escape that game, and I know like people are gonna ask me around in Heartland, and say like, "Well, why are you so hard on Heartland? Why are you so hard on?" It? Um, you know, Heartland's a team that their program—I mean, they—they they got a good program. I mean, they got good players. Um, but to me, when I look at when I look at this team, I mean, like, Heartland does really well against against the Kennington Lakes um, competition. They do very, very well. I know they play in several showcases. They play in in the Motor City Round Ball. But when I see them play against some of the OAA teams, obviously, um, and I felt like if Heartland played Clarkson or Lake Orion in the regional rounds, they would have problems. I was right. They did have a lot of problems in that game. And, but they found a way to win that game. And then when they played Midland Dow, um, Hartland was in a lot of trouble. They were down by 12. Um, but they found a way, came back. Um, Amanda Roche fought on that game. But Gracie Metz, Olivia Linden really were the difference makers in that one. Then they had no issue with Wayne Memorial. Um, and then they lost to a West Bloomfield. And West Bloomfield, we know is, to me, in my opinion, I think West Bloomfield is the overall number one team in the state. I think they're, they've already played Detroit Edison, beat them. If they played Arbor Prep, if they played Arbor Prep, I know that program, and I know they got their own set of sisters, I believe in the, in the in the Oami Twins, I believe. If those two, If those two, it would be really interesting to see how if those teams were to play, um, how the Davis sisters and Naomi sisters match up, um, that would have been really interesting to watch. Um, I know they both play, I think they both play in the same AU team. I know they're in the same AU program system. Um, and then the division four state chance I think that was Lenawee Christian who won it. Um, but, um, and they had their own set of sisters. So, an interesting stat here, three of the four teams that won state titles this weekend had sisters. They had sisters. So that tells you something right there. Really does. Um, when I look at coming up, what's coming up next season, obviously, um you gotta look at obviously in the OAA. I'm not gonna talk throughout the state, but throughout the OAA. Um, obviously you got to look at next season, West Bloomfield being the favorite. Um, The Lakers, they got a lot coming back. Obviously, when you look at the Davis sisters, you look at the Hendricks sisters, Destiny Washington. um, Coach Darren McAllister's got a lot coming back. I mean, there's no reason why West Bloomfield can't make it back to the state, back to Breslin again. There's no reason why they shouldn't. They're going to be very good. They're going to be very, very good. Now, when you look at people that ask me who matches up with West Bloomfield, you know, there's not a lot of teams that match up with West Bloomfield based on a speed component. Um, From a depth component, I think Lake Orion matches up pretty well. Lake Orion's got a lot coming back. Um, Anytime you return, players like Maddie Ebert, Kylie Heck, um, Taylor Dinda, Audrey Wishmeyer, Grace Sullivan, Chloe Wiegers, Joni McCaffrey. You look at that team, that Lake Orion team. I mean, Lake Orion's going to be a player next year. Now, most likely they're going to be in the red next year. Um, Rochester maybe matches up with West Bloomfield, um, especially with the Bigs, with Alice Mack and Kylie Robinson. They're also most likely going to be in the red as well. Um, I mean, I'm curious to see how their guard situation is going to look. Especially, you do got some very good guards coming back. You got Abby Pleasant, Stevie Norgrove, um, Ava Williams. Um, They got others as well. Um, Rochester's a team to really keep an eye on next year as well. Um, Most likely, um, I mean, they're going to be in the red next year. Um, Clarkson, they lose, obviously losing May Serefsky, and... and um, Izzy Hadley, that's going to be a huge loss for them. But they might be more balanced, though. And I think that's something to really look at with Clarkson, is the word balance. Because obviously you don't have that one star you rely on on Serovsky. But you got different girls like Hira Tomi, um, who's going to be a really good softball player this year. Watch for her in, in the softball game. Um... Also, you got Ava Hernandez likely taking over the guard spots. And then you have um Emmy Valencia. Valencia really had a night. Valencia and Tommy both had really nice games against Heartland in the regional finals. Um, but they're gonna be two players to really watch out for. And that JV team was really good as well. I mean, they went undefeated too. Um, so there's a lot to like with Coach Aaron Good now. A lot to like. Um, and then to Lake Orion. You know, with their sub their sub-varsity went undefeated as well. So, so a lot of. So, when you look at both Lake Orion Clarkson, program strength, obviously, you know, both teams, both programs have that. So, it'll be very interesting to see what happens in the red. And then Rochester, they also got program strength as well. So, you know, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. And then there's Stony Creek, obviously. I mean, Stony Creek, you know, in a nice year. I mean, they knocked off Growth Point North in the regular season. Um they do return Sarah La Prairie. They got Mia Carson coming back, Emily Flynn as well. Um I'm curious to see where Coach Kellen James has this program this year. Next year. I'm very curious to see what happens there. But Stony Creek's a team to really keep an eye on as well. So when you look at the you know when you look at those teams, you know, and do you think that those possible teams could threaten West Bloom but I think one can. But I'm not sure about everybody else, so, but then when you look at other teams um, next year, keep an eye on, um, Oxford's another one. I mean, you look at what Oxford went through this year, they went through a lot. Um, obviously, with, with everything that went on at Oxford, um, they did lose Peyton Richter to an ACL injury. That was a huge loss, but she'll be back next year. You put her with Miranda Wanemco, and then you put them with those talented freshmen, Allison Huffstetter, Sophia Rob, and Nevaeh Wood. The only thing I have with Oxford, though, and this is something that they can't control, but if you're Coach Rachel Breyer, you just got to hold. Let's say if you're in a district with Grand Blanc, with Davidson, with Lapeer, um, you just got to say to the NPR gods, please, please, please give us a fair shake here. Because when you look at the end of the year this year, Axford was number two in the NPR, and yet they were forced to play grand blank because of the because the matches were the, were predetermined a week earlier week at the week at the end of the season and Oxford was playing their best basketball at the last week of the regular season and and the fact that they had to play grand blank and that was really unfortunate for them um the last two years they've had to play grand blank and they, and they have gotten blown out by the Bobcats both ears. So I'm curious to see what direction coach Rachel Breyer takes this program. Um, I'm not sure if, if let's say if Oxford were in, in that same district, um, it could be possible once the MHA releases them, I think they're going to release them in June. Um, that the, um, that Oxford could, um, that Oxford could be, um, well, I'm not sure what Rachel is going to have that program, but I know Oxford's going to be a very good team. I mean, they're going to be very, very good to keep a close eye on. This is going to be a team that I don't think a lot of people want to see next year. Um, and then you got Seaholm's a team I'm keeping an eye on. Um, the Maples, Dave return a lot of experience. Coach Chris Manchester's got a lot of experience coming back. Um, Harper Woods has everybody coming back. Um but I'm curious to see how they can make that jump from the blue to the white. I mean like obviously um with Harper Woods they got to the district final this year. Um following the St. Clair Shores Outlake. Um I've been really critical of Harper Woods' non-conference. Um I really think that was a big factor why they um why they um lost in the in the in the district final to St. Clair Shores Outlake. Um if you're Harper Woods, your coach Paul Allen, look at your schedule. Look at your non-conference. Don't play these soft, don't play these soft teams. You got to play tough, te- you got to play a tough schedule. Because if you think playing that soft schedule is going to get you going to get you better or ready for the postseason, that doesn't always work that way. So if you're Harper Woods, you know, I would say play a tougher schedule. Play a tougher schedule. I mean, I think that'll help you in the long haul. Um, then there's North Farmington. They return, obviously, left where Penelope Query. Um, Sophia Muller um, is coming back as well, of course, Jeff Simpson. Um, they could be a player. Groves, they return a, a very good player in Caitlin Sanders. Um, they got a lot coming back. Um, Troy, we already talked about. Troy Athens is a really interesting spot for them I mean they lose um they lose a lot I mean I was really I was really like surprised with Troy Athens this year i mean, I mean they only won six games. I was really surprised. I didn't expect them to you know I thought they win more than six, but they had a lot of things that they had to deal with so that's something to really watch um they're gonna be a team to watch next year. Um, Adams is another one to watch as well. I'm curious to see how Coach Joe Malberg does in his second year with the program, but they do lose two very key players in, um, Abby Dranick and Madison Kessman. That's going to be, that's going to be hard to replace. Um, program strength looks to be, um, will be something awesome to watch for Coach Joe Malberg's team next year. Um, and then of course we have the, um, and then we have A&T, obviously A&T, a&T's a weird team to figure out I mean Because they look good They look really good Against good team Against really bad teams Where they blow out people And then when they play good teams They're the ones that get blown out So When you look at A&T Obviously This is a team where They've got some questions um, Program strength's a big concern They got a lot of promising freshmen Gonna be sophomores next year Coming up I, I So when you look at a and T, I I mean like you know there is potential there for culture create culture and there is potential, but we'll see what happens with them um and then you look at obviously now from the from the red slash white to the blue, you know obviously you look at Ferndale University that's a team to really watch next year i mean the state has the state has, doing a really nice job of that program um care see where the Eagles go next year. Avondale loses a lot. Obviously, you lose anytime he loses, play like Regan Lawrence and Savannah Schmidt. That's going to be a tough, tough sell to replace um, for Coach Roy Christman. Um, Where's the scoring going to come from for Avondale next year? Pontiac, you know, Raul Marshall in his first year, he's done a really nice job with that program. Um, here's to see where they go. Um, and then you look at, and then you look at Ferndale. Ferndale. They don't lose a lot. They don't lose. I don't think they lose a player on that team for Coach Alcatraz, but they've got it. They're building that program back up. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity there for them. Um, Farmington. I mean, I'm really curious to see where Farmington is going to be at next year. That's a team I'm really keeping an eye on next year is Farmington. Laura Guzman's done a really nice job with that team. Um, Yeah, you lose Autumn Barrett. You lose eight seniors. Um, that's going to be tough to replace, but you still got some talent there for Farmington. So Farmington really got some promising talent there over there. Um, and then you have Oak Park, Oak Park, you know, they got to find some scoring. If they can find some scoring, I think they're going to be in the conversation. Um, because last year it was like a big step back for them. Um, so when you really look at the, um, at the Knights, they can find some scoring. I think it's going to be a really dangerous team. So that's my take on the twenty nine, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two 2021, 2022 girls basketball season. Um, you can take a look at more at my blog as well. at I'm um, sagging away, 4650 at com for more information. Um, it was a great girls basketball season. Really, really good girls basketball season. Okay. Now let's go to now some, a little bit of, um, an interesting story developing at Stony Creek. Um, Stony Creek boys basketball coach Steve Norgrove stepped down. Um, he stepped down on um, on a Wednesday. Um, um, wrote, writing on Twitter, of course, that he was stepping down. Um, he thanked everybody who supported him um, throughout his 12 years at Stony Creek. Um, when you look at the Cougars, I mean, like you know, I mean, anytime you know, anytime you think Stony Creek basketball, you think Steve Norgrove. I mean, you think of what they've done I mean, you know stony Creek this year they were also a twelve time b cam all academics. they've been very good in the classroom they've had very very good um they've had very very good um good teams come out of stony Creek, you know, so Norgrove left a legacy at stony Creek I mean, yes, this year they had their fair share of struggles um they were six and fifteen um this season lost to Rochester in the first round. Um, and it also comes in the wake of Stony Creek's athletic director, Rick um, Jalaki, He stepped down um, on Tuesday. So, you know, so now Stony Creek's looking for a new athletic director and a new boys basketball coach. So, you know, so that's something to really watch as we um, head into the head into the later months. Obviously, who's going to take over the reins as, as the athletic director at Stony Creek? who's going to be the next boys basketball coach at Stony Creek. Um, that is something to really, to really watch, especially because I really think this program is going to go through a transfer transition. And you know, when you look at anytime there's change within a program, you're going to have to go through a transition period and Stony Creek's going to be in that same boat. I know their athletic department is going to have to go through a transition. Whoever takes the job there, um, and then also the boys' basketball program is also going to have to go through that same coaching transition as well. Um, when you look at Stony Creek, obviously you lose a guy. I mean, like, they do got a lot coming back. Um, obviously, when you look at players like, um, when you look at players like Jonah McKay, Peyton Rumbler, um, Trey Walker, Emilio Valforte, Tommaso Sincola, I mean, and Jacob Watson, there is talent on this program at Stony Creek. There is talent. Um, so when you really look at it here, I mean, Norgrove left the, left the cupboard, um, pretty full. I mean, like, you know, when you look at, I mean, there is talent, especially in the, in the freshman levels, the freshman team had a really nice year. The JV team had a, had a decent year. Um, so, and, and you got a good varsity team. that's going to have a lot of experience coming back. So when you look at Stony Creek, obviously it's a really good job. I mean, to have, I mean, like considering, Yes, you're gonna to have to deal with your two arch rivals in Rochester in both Rochester and Rochester Adams. Um and then you have to like Eisenhower East. So when you really look at um when you really look at Stony Creek, it's a good job to have. I mean, you know, so I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens with Stony Creek. Um, I know they gotta get a new athletic director in there. Um, and then they'll get a new boys basketball coach in there. So it's something to really watch for in the next few months is this situation, how it's going to be over there at Stony Creek. So that is something to really keep a close eye on. Um, when you look at the Cougars going into the future. Um, now let's look at, um, obviously let's go now from <laughs> the boys basketball recaps. Obviously we got, um, you know, we had um regional finals that regional semifinal, regional finals that occurred. Um, Clarkston and Adams, that was a really interesting game. Um, I thought Clarkston really, um, they showed their will late, especially Kevin Dighton, who um, went off for, I think he had four threes in that game against Adams. Um, They kept Gunnar Walters in check to 11 points. Um, So when you really look at that game with Clarkston and Adams, I just think that the difference in that game was they found a way and shut down Gunnar Walters. I mean that it was a really tight game between those two teams, but I mean Adams won both meetings um in the regular season, but it's always hard to beat a team 3 times in one year. Um that's pretty much what happened. I mean, Clarkson really found a way and won that game against Adams where um you know, and I think Kevin dyton was the difference maker in that game for um he was the difference maker in that game. I mean, bottom line was um you really have to look at, you know, those role players who can who can get hot late and Dighton was one of those players that did in that game against Adams. And they did just enough. They shut down Gunnar Walters. They shut down Justice Mims. shut down Peyton Priestorn. Um beating Adams, that's a heck of a game. heck of a win for Clarkson knocking them off. Um and then you have on the um and then you have um in um Division Two, obviously, you have Ferndale, of course. Um Ferndale had no problem with Detroit Henry Ford. Um it was at home for them, which helps. And then you have and then on the other side of the district, you had Harper Woods. They played Detroit Pershing, and that was not a not a good experience for Harper Woods as they fell to the Doughboys. Now Detroit Pershing has a lot of experience. So when you really look at it here, it was going to be a tough matchup for um. It was going to be a really, really tough matchup for um Harper Woods going to Ferndale, playing a very good Detroit Pershing team. Um it was a nice year for Harper Woods in their first year. I mean, I mean, they um won a district title. That was a very tough district at East Point, knocked off two very good teams in them, St. Clair Shore, Sot Lake, and Harper Woods, Chandler Park Academy. You know, to get to the regional semifinals. That really says a lot to where um that program's been at for Coach Juwan Porter in his first year at Harper Woods. Um a lot a lot of good accomplishments for the Pioneers. Um they got a lot coming back. So we'll see what happens. And then there's North Farmington. Um <coughs> took on Orchard Lake, St. Mary's. They were in it with them. I'll tell you what. I gotta give Toach Todd Nagosh and his team a lot of credit. I mean, they were in it with them, but it was the but it was the Eagles that knocked off the um Raiders forty six to forty four. Really good game. I mean, North Farm had to battle back from ten down. Um, they came back, got it within two. Um, unfortunately didn't have enough. I mean so when you really look at the Raiders, they got a lot coming back next year. Um, you return Ryan Hurst. you got Landon Williams. Um, you know that's that's that, and then you have um, they got others as well. I mean, like um, you know they got I think Tyler Spratt's the other one's coming back as well. So when you look at they have three guys coming back, and that's that's a huge deal. That is a huge deal. So when you look at North Farmington, their future, they're going to be back in the mix. They they're going to be back in the mix. I expect North Farmington to be. A really dangerous team again next season. Um so when you look at the Raiders, I mean, like and they had Orchard Lake St. Mary's beat. I mean, I'll tell you what, I mean, when you look at Orchard Lake St. Mary's, they're not they're not necessarily this indestructible force. Um, even though a lot of people have them as the favorite to win Division One, but I just think, you know, there could be a team that can go get them. I still think, in my opinion, and I know this is my own opinion, I still think Grand Blank's a team to beat, especially with what they've got. Um, you know, so that's something to really keep an eye on in Division One. obviously. Could we see a possible Orchard Lake-St. Mary's Grand Blank matchup? That's possible. So we'll see what happens there in that. We'll see what happens there. Um, regional final recap, obviously. Um, Ferndale knocked off Detroit-Pershing um, in Division Two. Um and then Nobody Detroit Catholic Central beat Clarkston, um, fifty two forty six. It was a um I mean that game, I mean Clarkson had no answer for their guards. Um Nobody Detroit Catholic Central, pretty big inside. But Clarkston had their chances with them. I mean, they had their chances, but in all reality, I mean, like, you know, and I mean they had their chances. They could have won either way. I mean, you know, it could have went either way. Um, but the Shamrock spawned away. They're moving on to the state quarterfinals. Clarkson ends their year. Um, they lose three very good players. I mean, like, and Keegan Wasilik, Zach Austin, Nathan Steinman, that that's gonna be tough to replace for coach Tim wasilik Um I I think when you look at at Clarkson, obviously, you know, they had it was a tale of two different years. I mean, without Keegan Wasilik, that was a that was going to be it. Was going to be very challenging, but they found a very good player in Brandon Wiley, who broke out when Wasil got hurt. Um, I mean, Steinman had a nice year. Austin had a nice year. Kavanaugh dyton had a nice year for his first year um, playing at Clarkson since coming over from Plymouth. Um, I mean, there's a lot of positive for Clarkson heading into next year. I expect Clarkson to be back in the mix, in the thick of things. Um, so that's something to really keep an eye on heading into the year, heading in the next year for Clarkston. So when you look at Clarkston, they'll be back in the mix heading in next year. Okay. Now let's look at Ferndale's Pat. Now Ferndale is the only OA team left, um, during the state quarterfinals. I remember them last year, of course, they had that unbelievable game with Croswell-Lex, um, going into double overtime, um, finding a way to win that game. Um for Ferndale, it's basically state championship or bust when you look at this team. Obviously, you have you have um Justin Drake and Trayvon Lewis. Those are two big, big pieces for you. Um, but you have others like Jacoby Jackson, um, you have Cam Defoe. Um, I mean Chris Williams. Um so when you look at Ferndale, this team I think it's going to be really good. I mean, like, I think when you look at this matchup with Notre Dame Prep coming up, Pine Notre Dame Prep, Notre Dame Prep's been playing really good basketball lately. I mean, they knocked off a really good um, Goodrich team in the regional final. Um, Goodrich beat croswell Lexington, who was undefeated prior to coming into that um, into that regional. I mean, Notre Dame Prep's got a really good team. So Ferndale's going to have their hands full with the Irish, with the Fighting Irish. They're going to have their hands full. I mean Notre Dame Prep's a battle-tested team. They've beaten 308 teams already. When in Rochester, Adams and Lake Orion. I mean that's a statement right there. They played a tough schedule. They played a lot of good D ones. I mean, but Ferndale, we know they played a really tough schedule. They played a really really tough schedule. I mean. So when you look at Ferndale, I mean, like, everything, this looks to be an inch, it, it's favorable for Ferndale, but if if it turns to to a depth game, that's a concern for me when I look at Coach Ron Rickman's team. I mean, I know Ferndale has had overcome a lot of adversity, um, especially when it comes to lack of depth. They're playing against teams that are in a lot of D1s, obviously. When you look at playing in, against the Red, obviously, when you're playing the likes of of Clarkson, Adams, North Farmington on a consistent basis. Um, That's not an easy thing to do. Um, And then if Ferndale, let's say, were to win that game against Pontiac-Notre Dame Prep, that game is being played on Tuesday at St. Clair Community College in Port Huron. Been in that stadium. Really nice stadium. Um... I mean, like, it is a beautiful facility, St. Clair Community College. Um, I'm not sure if you overlook, if you see Lake Huron um, or maybe St. Clair River, but you're pretty close to the river or Lake Huron. Um, beautiful area. Port Huron's a beautiful city. So I expect Fern to be well-represented up there, traveling up by 94 um, for that one against a very good Pontiac Notre Dame prep basketball program. And if, let's say, if Ferndale were to get by the Irish, then you're looking at a possible rematch with Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Now, last year, Grand Rapids Catholic Central pulled away from Ferndale late. They pulled away in that game. I'm, not, I'm curious to see how Ferndale learned anything from playing that game against Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Because we know they're a very good basketball team. Now, it might not be Grand Rapids-Catholic Central because they got a very tough quarterfinal matchup with Benton Harbor. So when you really look at this game here, you know, when you really look at this matchup here, you know, if it's Benton Harbor, it's still a tough matchup for Ferndale. But if you're playing against Grand Rapids-Catholic Central, that is a very dangerous matchup because that's the team, if you're Ferndale you're the, that's the team you gotta look at. You gotta, that's the team that took your dreams away from me last year. You know, when you look at, you, and you built your schedule, if you're Coach Ryan McElroy, you built your schedule just for this game. Just for that game. You know Grand Rapids Catholic Central plays in a very tough conference. The Ottawa Kent. And you look at, and you look at the teams you played. You played so many good teams. You played Grand Blank. You played the Red. You played, I mean, like, there's so many good teams you played. So if you're Ferndale preparing, let's say if you get by Notre Dame Prep and you get the Grand Rapids, Central, you gotta come in there If you want to win a state title, you got to go through Grand Rapids Catholic Central. You got to go through them. And that's not an easy matchup for you either. When you look at, when you look at obviously the path that they got to go through. I mean, Ferndale, when I look at the Eagles, I've heard the talk a state title or bust. I've heard that talk. If you can get by Grand Rapids Catholic Central, if you can get to the state final, likely you're looking at either Williamston, Detroit Edison, or Cadillac or Freeland. You know, Williamston is undefeated. Freeland's undefeated. I mean, Cadillac's not a bad team. Detroit Edison, we know what they got. But if you're Ferndale, you gotta win that game you got to go in and beat, if you can beat Pontiac Gordon Prep, and then you got to go and beat Grand Rapids Catholic Center or Benton Harbor. I mean, Grand Rapids Catholic Center comes in at 23 and 1. They're a really good basketball team. Benton Harbor is 24, 23, and 22 and 2. They're a good basketball team. So if you're Fern, yeah, you coach Ryan Rickman, you got your hands full. But you got to get by the Irish first. And if you can get by Grand Rapids Catholic Central or Benton Harbor, I know there's been talk about that. They want Grand Rapids Catholic Central. I know they want them. And if you can get by them, then you have that possibility of saying, okay, playing a Williamston, playing a Freeland, or playing a, um, you know, or maybe even playing Detroit Edison. That's a difficult matchup for you. I mean... Now, I don't think that Williamson or Freeland have played the schedule that you have. But they're there for a reason. They're there. So if you're Coach Juan Rickman and if you're Ferndale's top players, Trayvon Lewis and um, Jason Drake and the rest of the Eagles, you know what you got to do. You know what you got to do if you want to win a state title. If you want to win a state title, you got to win your games. And then especially if you can get by Pontiac Norton in prep. And if you got to play Grand Rapids Catholic Central, you're going to have to really, really show up and play. Because if you don't, you're going home for a second straight year. Very similar, very similar fate will happen at Van Andel. And I know Coach Rickman. I know Coach Rickman. I know he doesn't want to see that pass that same that same fate happen to this this group because I think this group, the last two years, this Burndale team's been built to win a this state title. I think they're built to win a, a division two state title this year. It's going to come down to is how bad does this team want it, and how bad because you know they're going to have to play some basketball. If Ferndale wants to win that game. If they want to win the state title, they're going to have to play some basketball. I mean, Trey Van Lewis is going to have to have a, going to be have to be himself. So is Jason Drake. If they can be themselves, I mean, you know they're going to get their points. I mean, Drake's been averaging, I think Jake's been averaging around 20. I think, I think Lewis has been averaging around 25. So when you really look at it here for Ferndale, they're gonna need more than Drake and Lewis to step up. They're gonna need the role players to step up. If they can get a role player or two to step up, take the pressure off those two guys. Then I'll t- then I think Ferndale's got a great chance. But the key for Ferndale is gonna be this: if you want to get to Saturday, you not only gotta win Tuesday, but you gotta win third. You gotta win. You gotta win Thursday against a really good team. Whether it's Grand Rapids, Catholic Central, and I know that would be a rematch, or Benton Harbor. And those are difficult games right there. But if you can win those games, you can win that game on that Thursday. Not sure if it's Thursday or Friday they play, but... And then you get to the state final game against either... I think there's three teams on the other side that got a great chance when you look at at Williamston, Freeland, and then, um, and then Detroit Edison. Williamston and um, Edison play each other first. Um, That'll be a real crazy game over there. (laughs) Um, and then Freeland, Freeland's got a really interesting matchup with Cadillac. Um, so that'll be something to really watch, obviously, um, the state semifinal games, they're on the 25th, so I think that's a, that's a Friday, so, so I apologize if I said that they're playing on Thursday, they're playing on Friday, um, and then the state finals is on Saturday, so, so, um, that's where I stand on division two, um, Division 1, obviously, there's no 08 teams that are in, but my early thoughts on that, um, you got Orchard Lake, St. Mary's taking on Warren D. LaSalle, Grand Rapids, North Beach taking on, Calamity Central, Grand Blank versus Nobody, Detroit Catholic Central, Belbo versus Detroit Cast Tech. Um, I really like, I'm not going to go into the details, Um I like Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, and Warren D. LaSalle. I like, um, I like Kalamazoo Central over Grand Rapids Northview. Um I think Grand I think Grand Blank beats nobody Detroit Catholic Central and um I like Detroit I like Bellville over Detroit cast Tech. Um I just think that and then in the state semifinals, I like um I like Orchard Lake St. Mary's over um Kalamazoo Central. Um Grand Blank over Belleville and I think your state final's going to be Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, this is Grand Blank. Um, when I look at this matchup, obviously, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's got a lot of talent. A lot of them, um, they got a lot of talent. I mean, Grand Blank, we know they're the defending state champs. I know they don't have um, Ty Rogers anymore, but they still got R.J. Taylor. Um, I can see Grand Blank repeating. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I really think Grand Blank... Um, is going to repeat as state champions. I think they got enough. Um but it wouldn't surprise me if Orchard Lake St. Mary's wins the state title in Division One. It really wouldn't. I mean, I know they're the best team in Division One, but you know, but for me with to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And Grand Blank right now is still the man. Um right now in Division One. Um Division Two, my projections, um I really look at with Division Two. Um, my picks for the week in Division Two. Um, we've I've already went over Division Two a lot. Um, I really like. I I I just for some reason my gut. I I, I think Benton Harbor is going to pull off the upset. I just think. I just think Benton Harbor. I just think they're going to. The Tigers are going to find a way. They played them last year. Grand Rapids Catholic Central pulled off an escape last year. Um, against Benton Harbor. I just think it's Benton Harbor's time to get payback. Um, I really like the Tigers in that one. Ferndale, Notre Prep, I like Ferndale in that one over the Irish. Um, I like the Eagles in that one. Wayneston, Detroit Edison. Um, you know what? I'm gonna take Detroit Edison over Wayneston. I mean, I just think that um you know, I just think Detroit Edison's played a tougher schedule. Um I really like the Pioneers this year. I'd like that team. They got some talent. Um, they knocked off a really good um, Summit Academy program um, and then Cadillac Freeland. I like Freeland and off Cadillac. Um, Ferndale, Benton Harbor. Hypothetically, um, I really like Ferndale in this one over Benton Harbor. I think I think Drake and Lewis are difference makers in that one. Um, and then I like Freeland and off Detroit Edison. Um, and then my state final I got is Ferndale versus Freeland. I think. Ferndale's played a tougher schedule than Freeland. I know Freeland's a pretty good team. So, but I'm I'm gonna take Ferndale. I think I think this is Juan Rickman's time. I mean, to um take home a state title. I really like where this per, this Ferndale program is. Um now things have gotta work out, obviously, but you know, but that Grand Rapids Catholic Central Beton Harbor game could go either way. So that's something to really keep an eye on um as we head into the final week of the boys' basketball season. Alright now before I sign on off here, um wish everybody the best of luck in, in spring, obviously. Um, you know, we're gonna break down a lot of spring sports previews, I mean, coming up next week as well. So that's something to really look at. Keep on the blogs at Saginaw Bay forty six fifty at blogspot.com to look at Ferndale's path um into the um, postseason, obviously, to keep a very close eye on as well. Um, you know, and also watch for my shortcomings also for boys basketball. I also have the girls basketball shortcomings also on the blog at secondary 4650 at blogspot.com. Um, so that's something to really look at as we head into the um, final weeks of the year. And spring break starts next week. And spring break really starts next week. So here's to see what happens there. So, all right, everybody, I'm going to sign off here. Um, you know, wish everybody best of luck um, in spring sports and also in also the Ferndale boys basketball program. Um, in the um postseason congratulations to west bluefield's girls basketball team on a state championship um in division one um and congratulations to everybody this girls basketball season all right everybody i'm signing off here um take care everybody and god bless And i'll see you all next week everybody. see you later and god bless everybody